with that, hi, and welcome to After the Hype with me as always, Brian. Hi, John. Hi. Brian. <laughs> Hello. Chewie's here. Hi. Okay, then today we have two special guests. We have Brad back for uh, the millionth time. Yay. And Laura for the first time. Hi. Uh, okay, so we'll do with a quick uh, where have you been doing. Uh, I will go first and keep it super, super short because I think it's already been mentioned this podcast once. I've been playing Watch Dogs uh, and I really like it. That's it for me. That was quick. Yeah. Wow. I will go next because we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, Brian and I saw Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies. And this is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And Zombies, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I loved it. I had a lot of fun. Um, Darcy was the exact amount of like dashing and dark that I enjoy. Uh, and they m- just perfectly melded the the Pride and Prejudice parts with the talking with the fighting because they'd be doing the exact dialogue from the book while sword fighting and kicking each other through furniture. It was amazing. Like, they're combining two of my favorite things. <laughs> and I highly recommend everyone go to see it. And Matt Smith steals the fucking movie. Oh, my God. Matt Smith, oh, he's in that. Matt Smith plays Mr. Collins, and he brings so much, like, awkward joy to that character. Who's normally he's just really sleazy, but he made him, like, kind of quaint or whatnot this time, and it was just great. He is the reason that I want to see it again. He is so fucking good yeah. in that movie. I'll go. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, I just saw Hail Caesar last night. Oh yeah, how was that? Is it good? It was really fun. I had a, had a good time. It was it was a little bit sillier for the Coens. Um, they but sometimes do that. Yeah, yeah. so I like, they, I like their silly stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love their silly stuff, and mm. it's a cool kind of caricature of old Hollywood. Okay. So yeah, it was really really funny. I dug it. Right on. Uh, I didn't go to the theater last night, but I rented a red box. I saw Sicario for the first time. Ooh. Oh. Really good. How yeah. bad did you feel afterwards? Oh, terrible. Oh. <laughs> it just makes yeah. you but feel so bad. In such a great filmmaking way. Yeah. So. yeah. It's like you go see it. It's like eating it. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the moment you feel good, and then right after you feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Did you want to throw up too? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Foreshadowing right in the beginning of the movie. It's good. <laughs> Oh, that's a good movie. Next. Uh, I can go. Uh, so I've been re-watching Arrested Development because I've been making uh, Rod watch it. Um, and it's been pretty incredible. He enjoying it? He never he watched is. it before? He's seen like episodes here or there, but he's never seen it all the way through. So we just finished season one and... He's really, uh, he's really enjoying the Anyang character. Anyang, Anyang, Anyang. Um, so I don't know. I haven't really been intaking media like you guys have. Uh, Doesn't have to be media. You can talk about your job or whatever. I want to talk about your job. This isn't therapy. Just (laughs) (laughs) just what you've been working because she works in media too. Just say something. Go on a hike. Somebody. And then working on Hallmark movie. Mackenzie said a birthday party once. (laughs) You can really say whatever you want, as long as it's something fun that somebody could replicate. That somebody could replicate? Like, you could go see this. I could throw a Star Wars-themed birthday party like Mackenzie did the one time. Or I went on a hike that I told nobody they should ever go on. Um, I've been, um, well... I took a lot of photos of a mannequin, which you can totally do. And I've been been obsessing over those, creating an Instagram for it and uh, making prints of it and stuff like that. But yeah, go take mannequin photos because it's great. What's the Instagram? Um, It's Laura Solomon Finer Art. And yeah, right now it's all mannequin photos. I love those series. So listeners, check it out. It is a lot of fun. We have one of them in our apartment now. We do. It's in our bedroom. Yep. Uh, all right, so we're going to move into today's episode. Uh, 
it is going to be, if you did not catch on in the past couple of episodes where we've been hinting at, it's a movie from the 90s that involves a big boat that does not go very well for the boat. Love boat. <laughs> uh, we are doing... The, ghost ship. The, yes. A classic ghost ship, which has a really awesome <laughs> opening. Okay, so we are doing 1997's Titanic Ooh. from the film master James Cameron. Uh, this movie came out, obviously, in 1997. Um, it was a big fucking risk, apparently, for everybody involved. The studio gave $200 million to make it. There is rumors that James Cameron put in another additional 100 of his own money. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I've read that uh, he <coughs> forfeited his paycheck because they went over budget. Oh, okay. And so that's what he did. Uh, he oh, okay. so, there, so yeah, much there, money back. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it worked out well for everybody yeah. involved. It's uh, like when, so, when Keanu Reeves took a pay cut on The Matrix and then got 10% of all revenue. Yeah, that's a good move. Uh, so yeah, so it cost two hundred million. It ended up making two point one billion, uh, two point one eight six, which is very important because Star Wars is really nipping at its heels, but they're not sure if it's going to be able to beat it. Mm. It's got another one hundred and eighty six million to go, and it's not looking mm. like it's going to do it. <laughs> Titanic's not letting go. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you just, just won't sink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching up. Uh, Gifts <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> So today's review comes from Metacritic. It is, uh, I believe it's supposed to be like sarcastic. I could be wrong, and this guy could just be a total douche. <laughs> um, These guys think I'm sarcastic. But I'm hoping that it's sarcastic. But this guy gave it a whopping uh, zero out of ten. Wow. Um, so here zero. we go. This comes from Chris B. from July 5th, 2007. So this goes back a little ways. Ooh. Uh, worst movie ever made. Were it not for Kate Winslet being <laughs> naked a couple of, for a couple of minutes, I would have gouged my eyes out. There probably would have been a class action lawsuit against James Cameron because his movie caused blindness due to the eye gouging had Kate Winslet not been naked. It's a bullshit <laughs> romance. Go watch Rambo or something if you want to see a real movie. You know, one where there's no character development and shit gets blown up because it's awesome. Oh man, what a Zero dick bag. I don't think this was a real review. Did you add that? No, I didn't. That, that's, that was all in there. So that's what, as soon as he oh, says shit. the whole character development this thing, review. when he gets to the character development thing is where I think, oh, okay, he's just really angry at people for hating the movie. Yeah. I could be wrong, and that no, guy could really it, just have those opinions. I think this is a passive-aggressive review. That's, that's what I thought, too. But I thought it was fun enough to bring it up today. Uh, yeah, so with all that out of the way... Uh, we're going to move into the breakdown, and you know, I was so dead set on having Brad do it because I know how much he loves this movie that I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do love this movie. <laughs> I really wanted to make Laura go, <laughs> I kind of wanted to see that, that too. Anyway. But <laughs> don't worry. Either way, have them both do it at the same time. <laughs> Would that even work? Nope. Let's try it. All right, so both Laura and Brad <laughs> have to try to break down this movie. Independently, you both have to finish in 30 seconds. Are we actually going to do this? Oh, we're absolutely doing it. At the same doing. time? Okay. At the same time. All right. We have Ryan to thank for this idea. Oh, man. <laughs> as it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Almost as horribly what wrong as the Titanic. <laughs> All right, are you both ready? I think so. All right. So fucking ready. <laughs> Is John ready? <laughs> Don't trip over the wires. This is not going to go well at all. Nope. This is going to go weird. Okay. Kind of like the rest of their potential relationship. <laughs> All right, you ready? Who's sure. ours? No. Yeah, oh. You and Brad. If Did Rose, you not I think we're good. <laughs> Rose and Jacket stayed together. All right, here we go. Go. Uh, so Bill Paxton is trying to oh, find yeah. the heart of the ocean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wait, we're doing this together? At, yeah, the, at the same time. Oh, uh, okay, and then he goes on TV and this uh, about his, like, 
about ah uh, you're fuck. not going fast enough <laughs> i know because i'm confused so we start he over? finds rose rose tells him about the her time on the titanic a ship sinks that, and yeah so she was she, she was, falls in love with uh, leonardo dicaprio yeah when she's trying to commit suicide leo dies she survives and then bill paxton's so moved by the story that he's you're like fuck the diamond Laura nailed it Wow. That was amazing. They kind that of was achieved so hard. it. Uh, yeah, I would say you actually pulled that off <laughs> against the odds. Of, uh, <laughs> go, go, go! Yeah, I, I really can't argue Sorry. with that. <laughs> uh, where do we start with this thing? It's a very tough question. The scope. You want to talk about the scope? Yeah, this movie starts out like the ship. Let's start as big as possible. It starts out tiny. Yeah. It starts out tiny with them underwater, with the you know trying to get. The thing the to safe. flip over into the safe. Mm-hmm. And then as you jump into the story, when she starts telling the story, suddenly you just have these big sweeping epic things of the boat and everyone getting on the boat and Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's just like, it's, this movie somehow expresses size in like grandeur of emotion so much better than a lot of other movies I think do. They're, I think that's one of the things that makes this movie special. Yep. Well, that's James that's Cameron. Yeah. I, mean, that, that's, I mean, that's what James Cameron does. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, like the Titanic was the greatest ship to ever be built, you know, like, and they well, wanted except for, you know, the, the, the faults that, yeah, it right. Wasn't right. Great <laughs> right. But I mean, like, but I mean, like in terms of like the, the, like just the economic status of it, you know, the size, the scale, yeah. you know, like it was a grant, like the biggest ship, you yeah, know, the yeah. fucking marketing of yep. it's unsinkable. Yeah. And, and just like the way he could depicts it, like you actually, like nowadays we feel that we get excited. We're like, Oh my God, I want to be on this boat. Even though a lot of times in period films, you'd be like, God, why was everyone so excited about this? Yeah, it's not that big that, of a deal. Yeah, that's well, a fucking death trap. It doesn't make it one time. But, but we, I still the movie want to be on like, that oh, boat. That boat looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, he went, like, the detail of, you know, just, like, the production design and everything, you know, like, it's all oh to scale. Everything is, you know, he, you know, like, got blueprints and all sorts of designs and... The plates, yeah. like, all had the exact little, yep. like, seal on the middle of them. It's all correct. Which is cool, but, you know, one of those things is like, yeah, that's really cool for the actors, I guess, because they don't ever zoom in on the plate. Hey, they, they feature the plates oh, they, when they're, yeah. when they're falling <laughs> off the counter and just crashing everywhere. Yeah, they just keep cutting back to the plates. I'm like, why is this three hours long? Because we keep cutting to the plates falling off the cabinet. <laughs> we could have lost ten seconds there. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> little corners, nips and tucks. Uh, but yeah, as, I mean, as far as the scope goes, I mean, I think the, I mean, this is one of those, this was the first, I think, James Cameron movie that came out. That's like, this is coming out Christmas of 1996, summer of 1997, Christmas of 1997. Yeah. And it's just, this is when it started his inability to ever hit a deadline. And we're like, well, that's going to be fucking terrible <laughs> then. And it's like, oop, no, we're wrong. No, I'm fine with that. I wish Marvel and Disney would do that. I'd be like, just make sure the movie's good. Yeah. It, Who cares about a deadline? They're not James Cameron. They're a machine. Yeah. yeah. The Marvel movies could go on with anybody. Uh, yeah, as know, long as Kevin Feige's attached right now, you're, you're going to be fine. Even they without still, him, yeah, yeah, they, they would get they, it done. They'd find a way. Just this uh, movie doc- was all James Cameron. And yeah. it forever will be. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> He that, was king. He still kind of is. That's why I said you know. he I thought he is. I think he said was. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but, I mean, as far as like the rest of the scope of it goes, I mean, I'm not really sure. I think everyone kind of gets it. Like, it's mm-hmm. the one of the biggest movies ever made mm-hmm. like and it forever will i mean even an avatar fuck even if star wars beats it it's still star wars is part seven like yeah. I mean, well i mean and it still holds like the most consecutive number one weeks at the box box office of like 13 no it was like 13 for titanic consecutive oh, and oh, wow. i think avatar is only nine. Oh wow okay 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it did, I mean, no pun intended, it blew everything out of the water. Yeah. Like, and, it, 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 and it continues to do so. Yeah. I mean, it's still that movie. Yeah. You were into that one. Yeah. More gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, just the control of, like, creating mood and inspiring emotions in people. Whenever I meet someone that says they don't like this movie, I just want to, like, how uncomfortable with your own emotions are you? Because I just don't understand how you cannot like this movie. I'll tell you. Because I, I, it hit me in certain moments. Uh, I felt the, the moments at the right time, the emotions. But otherwise, I just don't care about the story. I would uh, oh. far prefer a historical like documentation of the Titanic. And... But then you should watch a documentary. Yeah. yeah that I should. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't like this movie. But that's why but to me this is that's why this movie is perfect because it's so historically accurate but then it still gives you a story that you can enjoy. Yeah. But know? I mean I agree with I mean it's a joke online of course but like the honest trailer who brings up a very good point. I mean don't get me wrong, I love this movie. I really really do. Uh, but there's something to be said about so you have the Titanic and all of these wonderful real stories that actually happened on the Titanic and here's this fake one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is a little yeah. like, uh, I mean, really They made it a Romeo Juliet on Titanic. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and that's cool. And it makes it a great film. And like, I really enjoy the characters, Jack and Rose, even though they should really stop saying Jack and Rose every yeah. two seconds. Jack! Jack! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, it does a little disservice to the people who actually were on the ship that really what they are are more cameos. Yeah. Like, okay, so, oh, it's the unsinkable Molly Brown. And oh, it's the guy who built the ship. And they mm-hmm. all kind of pop up on the wings somewhere. Well, we spend all of our time focusing on these two people who actually weren't there. Right? Like, well, I think the problem with that is that they that it would be fine if it weren't something that was so f- grounded in being historically accurate. Yeah. I, on the other hand, like I felt like the Titanic doing the Titanic thing was almost like this like random non sequitur thing that happens in the movie because yeah. it's this love story and then oh fuck the thing is crashing <laughs> everyone's dying for mm-hmm. about 45 minutes yeah. and it's like what happened to like love story like only <laughs> love story and I really liked the love story I actually cry to it like every time except the time <laughs> where I watched it with you two where we were all just like chatting through it well, I got misty eyed my eyes got puffy <laughs> but I mean yeah it, it really it kind of makes this film that takes this kind of nice love boat story and a very dramatic left turn. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't know it was called Titanic, I'm not sure if you'd realize it right away. It's like, they really model that boat after the Titanic. Oh fuck. It is. The Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to die. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I, and this watch on this watch through, I definitely did. I definitely checked out kind of when everything went downhill. Cause I, I, was, check- I, was in, I was into the love, I was into the love story. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the part one. that I love. I love it's, the downhill stuff. I love all of it. Like I, I really do. Everything is so interesting. The and, science that they put into like, how much work everyone's always put on me, like what actually happened with all the like interviews be like they the band definitely kept playing until the very end like yep. what you pointed out they took yeah. this the long for the lights to go out yeah yeah huh? well yeah, i mean like the, the framing un- story already talked about it so like i feel like they, they kind of gave that all away like it would have been cool to be like oh it actually splits in half like you know like the Oh, things that they were trying to do, like the, the guy just the Bill Paxton scenes. Yeah. The guy shows what happens, and then yeah. we actually see that play yeah, out. Yeah, but that's later just the, the ship itself. They actually went into history and found out all of the interviews of people talking about what was happening with the people, right. which mm-hmm. you don't know from the structure of the ship. Right. So they actually yeah. the they really way they research. had the characters happening 
is what happened. And to me, that itself is also fascinating. Well, and all those plates that fell necessary, down though. That's my problem with it. See, I, that's where that's where I disagree. And I think I, I know there's a lot of people who expect us to just basically talk about how shitty this movie is because that no, seems no, to no, be no. that seems to be like the general appeal of like the internet fandom of this movie <laughs> that it's fucking horrible. The yeah. internet's and wrong. And it's really not. It's no. a very very well made movie, and it's just yeah, it seems it to be. Whether or not you're into the love story and the Titanic, then you're into it. But if you, all you want to see is Titanic shit, it's not the movie for you. And if all you want to see is the love story, it's not the movie for you. Yeah. But I actually I think they do a good job melding them. I think it's I, a very good job melding. I, I love seeing Jack and Rose deal with like I I like it's kind of um the name is a fucking the dog kid show uh, Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah, it's kind of like that, where, like, where like the dog kind of happens to be in the right place at the right time to see all the historical events happen. It's kind of like yeah. that with Jack and Rose. It's like, oh, you just happen to be near the guys when they saw the iceberg happen. Mm-hmm. You happen to be on the boat when all the lights turn out. Like they just kind of be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Well, in the positive, well, but, like the- but I think they they. James Cameron did such a good job crafting that story where I don't question it. Yeah, well, like it wasn't until like my, well, you're not yeah, you're like not focused on historical accuracy of those two characters. You're like, oh, that's a cool love story, and then here's these historical accurate. You're not kind of picking it apart because of the characters, right? So that he draws attention away from that, which yeah. is actually kind of a good move. And the other thing is that it, it all plays in plays into it well too, because you take this suicidal girl who's trying to kill herself, and this guy saves her. You know, and that's how they fall in love. And then it like, you know, the ship's dying, everyone's dying. And then like he dies and saves her again. And like, you know, she goes on to live this like great life because of it. So it just, you know, it all works together that they're there in that place. And truly saved her. Yeah. I really wish the Internet could listen to this podcast enough so I could just kind of say, can we all stop talking about how Jack should have lived? I don't care. He died. That's that's how the movie played out. We get it. There's that was the choice that they made. And, you know. They could have cleaned up the details, but yeah, but they didn't. It was better for the story. Yeah, yeah. it was better for the story. So at that point, fuck off. I get it. Yes, it was a big piece of boat, but it's done. He yeah. could have. I mean, they could have filmed it in such that he actually climbed up onto the uh, the door or whatever and still died. That's yeah, realistically possible with how he yeah. had hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was right. not a very big guy. He nope. couldn't. He couldn't deal he with didn't the cold. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a rough day yeah. before the boat sank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been all his energy just moments before. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Well, let's start moving into like the more nitty gritty specifics of this thing. And I want to just kind of start with the actual um, the, the characters, which is where we usually start with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with a little bit of the side characters, and we'll move into Jack and Rose. Um, I want to start with uh, I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, Billy. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Mm. Who really has <laughs> like? <laughs> I love Billy Zane. A beautiful douchebag. He's so beautiful. <laughs> When he, when he looks perturbed, many ladies are happy. Yeah, the angry he gets, the more like... Mm, Somehow his eyes start... I want to make His eyes sparkle with rage. Like, does that's a talent. How do your eyes sparkle with rage? I want that as a shirt. I was eyes waiting this with whole, rage. <laughs> I was waiting this whole movie for him to break out into a killer's song. Like, yeah. Oh, Rose. <laughs> My eyeliner is going to run. I don't think it's eyeliner. That's just him. It might not be, but it looks like it. It's, it's magical. Yeah. Magic eyes. But beyond his looks. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a tough time getting past that. Uh, we might. I, don't, I thought he did. Like, I really like him in this movie. I always kind of oh, have. Yeah. He plays like the best son but of a you, bitch. You like Billy Zane because you hate the character, right? Yeah. It's funny yeah. that girls you know, get all gushy for him because but, that's how yeah, I feel too. But that's the yeah. thing is like his character is so perfect i mean like he's so accurate too because i mean like he is the one of the wealthiest people in the world you know not necessarily the world but you know like he's high up there 
and he can get whatever he wants. And so he's accustomed to having whatever he wants. So he just has that attitude and that presence where he walks into a room and he's like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, when Rose like literally at one point spits in his face, like it's like, what? What? Girls fawn over me. I'm I'm white male with money. Like I I get everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Give me this baby. I'm getting on this boat. (laughs) He's so good at being such a selfish dick bag. He is. Especially when he just grabs that girl and be like, I got a child. I have a child. Let me I'm, on the boat. I'm all she has in the world. Here, you take her. I yeah. Yeah, well, he passes her off. And later. you're done. Of course. I need her back. Someone's looking at me. Uh, all right. So after him, who? Kathy Bates next. Oh, oh Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah. I love Kathy Bates. Yeah. She's my favorite. She is unsinkable. Yeah. She yep. is. All right, so I mean, no, I, I honestly, I agree. I think she's great. She's funny. She's everything that she needs to be I, in the I movie. I feel like yeah, watching she, this again, she was so underused. It feels like in this. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I think I, she was just, used just the right. I think she yeah. would have. I think she would have overstayed her welcome had she been in it too much more. Like with the she could have been the mom. She was in. Yeah, but, yeah, they had her as like a good conductor for Jack mm-hmm. to be yeah. like. So this is how you actually like new money. Yep. But it's and that's just all he needed at that time. Yeah. It's a testament to her performance though that I was like, I want to see more of you on in this yeah. movie. Yeah, she's great. I mean, you know She did lead to the one thing that my sister called out when she saw this thing like twelve times in theaters. Where she's like, Oh yeah, you and my son are about the same size. Mm. No no, that suit is perfectly tailored to you. Yeah. <laughs> and the where exact is same your person. son? Yeah. Why do you have his clothing? Yeah, where's your son and why do you have his tux on the Titanic? And as it turns the, the out, story. he is yeah. her son. <laughs> oh, There's a lot yep, of fiction out yep. there. Maybe. Get out another hour into this movie. <laughs> uh, so after him, I mean, the other people that I, I don't really know them all specifically by name, but I like talking about the people who actually made the boat and were on the journey with it. Like the dude from... Um, Who's in Legends of Tomorrow now? I'm forgetting the actor's name. Uh, he's just the human. The ca- he's the, the guy who designed the, the boat, right? Or yeah, the yeah, designer. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the not, guy, not the builder. Not. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The, the one, one who says one that, that he built her a strong boat. Yeah, or yeah. the yeah. one that yeah. designed the ship. Yeah, and then the other guy who escapes is the one that built the ship. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. I, I'm not up on my trivia. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the one... first time I've seen the whole movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought both. I mean, both of them do a phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of weird because I, I, the guy who built the ship, who's now on, uh, the guy who designed the ship, who's now in Legends Tomorrow, is a very good actor. He's and a very I, good actor. And I, he's you been don't in really a ton see... of stuff. He was in the yeah. original Godspell. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't really, like, he's always like that. He's more of a character actor. Like, he's, he's always, that, pops he's always that guy. It's like, oh, I know that guy. It's Victor Garber, by the way. Thank we're you. Talking about. He's yeah. from Canada. He's gay. <laughs> I didn't know that. I think so. I'm not positive. I could be wrong. Is your gaydar just going off, or do you actually know this? No, I think I've heard that. It's more of a woo woo. See what Wikipedia says. Um, and then I, I don't remember the other guy's name, but I thought they both like, they both do a really good job of just kind of showing up and being there. But you don't feel like they're they're actors. Like they don't feel like they're no. you, like they did such a good uh, James Cameron did such a good job with these actors of actually making them feel like historical people. Mm-hmm. Every character is super genuine. Yeah, just like yeah. when they're on the like bridge where you have him, the guy who actually built the ship, the captain and his like ensign, the first whatever, number one, whatever, and just them interacting and him going, the ship needs to go faster. And you can see on the captain's face, his like, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a bad and idea. All of these like interactions of pressure, like I, even when I started yelling during this movie, like, don't trust the media, just yeah. do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and it's all the media's fault because they wanted good presses and just like all those little interactions where you, each one of them conveyed such fantastic emotions every yeah. time. And they have a, I, it was a difference, the one that I thought you were talking about, but it's a little bit later. They have such that, that great moment where it's the guy who designed it and the guy who built it. 
and he's like, uh, in, within two hours, this boat will sink. He's yeah. like, well, it's a Titanic. It can't sink. He's like, oh, it's made of steel. I assure you Iron. it can sink. What's really, great though, yeah. what's really great, though, is his, his switch before that. Because before that, he's always like, oh, yeah, the ship will never sink. It's perfect. You know, I, we don't have enough lifeboats because it was a waste of space and yeah. blah, blah. And then suddenly shit has happened. And you're like, and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. it will sink. And, like, he, you know, he's oh, like. It's heavy as fuck. It will most definitely sink. <laughs> and you just see him doing the math in his head, like, as he's, like, you know, picturing what's going to happen and how everything's going to play yeah. out. And, I mean, yeah. And the other guy's like, what? No, that can't happen. I just wish there was one scene of one of them go- realizing it with their face and then just suddenly they puke everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what they're doing. I mean, yeah. Inside. I mean, that's yeah. the, the guy who built the ship, the, or the, the, the actual construction, the one that wanted the ship to go faster. He, it, you do see his face, like, kind of glaze over. Um, yeah. It's just the captain, too. Like, yes. The captain's yeah. the one we're going to move into next, because yeah. I, I think oh. he's kind of the unsung hero yeah. actor of the movie. He does yeah. such a good fucking the job. The part when that woman comes up to him and be like, Captain, where should I go? <laughs> and then he just, just looks at her and just walks away. Because yeah. yeah. what is he going to say? What is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to do? Yeah, uh, All the lifeboats are gone. Where should I go? Swimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my heart breaks for that character like harder than anyone else in the movie because like every time you just watch him die inside and just have and to then like, actually die. <laughs> he's like yeah. absorbing all of the responsibility because well, he listened captain. to the one guy who said you have to go faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, everything about like when I was a kid and I saw this movie the first time. I mean, way back in the nineties. And that moment where he goes into the, uh, I forget the name of the room, but the room where like the wheel is and everything like that, mm-hmm. where you steer the ship, and he's just like, well, this is it for me, and closes and locks the door and all the water comes in. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid just being horribly disturbed by that. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? He didn't do anything wrong. It's why does tradition. he have to die? It's like, and then my dad's like, captain goes down with the ship. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then why would you want to be a captain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who chooses that career well, you're path? you're supposed to not. Not a job for you. You're not, you're not supposed to actually sink your ship. Yeah. <laughs> That's the catch. <laughs> kind of like how the captain went down with uh, the Black Pearl or whatever from the Pirates of the Caribbean during Spoilers. Like Hurricane Sandy. Or whatever. That was Hurricane Sandy, right? Or there was that ship that sank outside of Italy, and that's the big controversy because the captain escaped. Oh, he left. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, he's so shamed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, do me- the same, it's kind of messed but... up that we expect the did... captain to die. Yeah, like, well, I mean, well, when there's not enough so, lifeboats, I, yeah. Yeah, that's believe, different. That's yeah, different. That's yeah, different. Yeah, everyone yeah. else should yeah. survive he's first. But not expect him to but, stay on the ship. Like, and bye. <laughs> yeah, but throwing away. My but bad. He's supposed to be the last one off the ship. Yes. Yeah. But to your story, where the guy escaped, and everyone's like, "Wow, that's a that's a that's an asshole." And it's like, "No, no, he survived. It's okay. We'll we'll deal. He lived." Well, if everyone else in the boat died, no, we're gonna call him an asshole, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the last like great honor systems that we still truly believe in. We also need to bring back seppuku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move into uh, let's move into just the good old Jack and Rose. Um, Bill Paxton? Oh, yeah, we should ah. probably do Bill Paxton yeah. for it. I prefer Rose. him in Aliens. I mean, doesn't everybody? Yeah. His, his hair was not good in this no. movie. No. So bad. Oh, but but he, I loved his little earring thing. Yeah. yeah. He did <laughs> super cool. I think it that's was like so the one cute. thing that actually so dates this cool. film. Is the earring or the hair? <laughs> the hair and the earring. He did just easy things yeah. so well. Yeah. And the I mean, one guy wearing the uh, uh, comic book shirt. I can't yeah. remember the name right now. It's not Watchmen. It makes me think of the Watchmen. Yeah, it can make you think of it. It's not Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen is just a splatter of blood. Oh, it's not yeah, shot it is. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. 
But um, I knew they what probably wanted to use the Watchmen face, but they didn't have copyright for it. Could be. Why? Why was he in this movie? Why is that whole segment? Gloria Stewart, the future Rose. I thought it could another half hour they could have. It cut was out a of the sequitur, movie. essentially. Did I, I say that word right? Sequitur. I don't sequitur. know. But I I agree with you. It was just sort of this thing that they needed to yeah. like. To it, give further punch to the movie and I guess book it, like get us in and out of the movie. I feel like okay. it's like the one area where there was no confidence in the story itself. I don't. Yeah. That's. I think that's a bold. I think that's overreaching a little bit. I don't think there's no confidence in it. I actually. Or think, or or maybe that it was just James Cameron was very interested in deep sea diving and he wanted to incorporate. It in that's more of what I think it is. Yeah. He's and, he's he's gone down to the Titanic like yeah. dozens and dozens of times. He's like. He's seen it more than yeah. anyone else. Yeah, I, mean, I like, think so. So I think I think there's something to it where it's like. I think he actually wanted to tell that story. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I think, think it served the film. Yeah. I, I could. I see both. I see both sides of it because I. I get the point of like there's something to be said about the story of actually finding the Titanic, but this wasn't that story, mm. right? Because the actual story about finding the Titanic is fascinating. If you mm-hmm. ever read it or mm-hmm. look it up, like it's actually that would be a very good movie a about the people who are like dead set. They ran out of money yep. on their last trip down. They found it. like all oh, that's awesome. But that's not in this movie. Yeah, this is a movie about a guy who's like he's kind a pirate. Of a, he's, he's scummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's kind of scummy and. As interesting and kind of cool as that story is, and it, for some reason, it all just serves a necklace that really has no bearings on any of the story. Right. Uh, and like, unless the necklace sunk the ship, I don't know why it it's made movie. them a lot of money because every girl in my eighth grade class bought a replica of oh, that yeah. necklace. Really? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I made money, but I mean, there's a lot of things that make money from movies. I don't. Yeah. Think that's a dumb reason to take a half hour out of your movie. I, I, I get it because I, I like the whole bookending thing, which was really popular in the 90s, and then they tried it again with Benjamin Button, and I, okay, never again. Yeah, that was uh, bad. <laughs> but but like, that's yeah. kind of like they didn't enforce Gump. Like, yeah. That was kind of like a movie trope of the 90s. Mm-hmm. I think that dates it more than the look of Bill Paxton. This definitely whole. sets you up for one movie, and then when you get the other one, they're both two different movies that are good in their own ways, but you just start getting used to the we're diving and hunting for treasure in the Titanic, yeah. and now we're in a period piece. Like so, you get you kind of shift gears, and then you get really into that, and they keep taking you out. And it's like, well, I never want to well, see. Well, they only the take out- you out, I think, once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once yeah. Like it's only once in the middle. Like right as the ship is yeah. about to sink, is that's the only time they don't go back and forth, which is yeah. great because they could have easily done that. But, that would have. But, th- but then it makes you wonder that. why they needed even the bookends. You know, but again, for the time. But it's, I. But just I think didn't it's care. also. I think it's also to kind of explain because she's also explaining to the audience mm-hmm. a little bit the actual like problems that were going on that you don't really see, you know, like she's explain, you know, cause Bill Paxton, I mean, he's sort of like on the nose says it at the end. Like I never really understood it. You mm-hmm. know, he's just sitting there. He's just, you know, hunting treasure essentially. But now he's actually getting like the exact information of what was going on, you know? And I, I think it makes, it, there was also that weird bit where they didn't care. Tru- they, yeah. Where yeah. they didn't trust her at, at first and then suddenly do like, because her story was somehow more compelling than any other person's story. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, well, I mean, they trusted her because she knew specific facts about the diamond. Yeah, yeah. Knew she, yeah she, I mean, knew they, the, they, she knew who bought the diamond. She knew, you know, like she yeah. knew people's names. So then they're like, oh, well, she kind of. And you, you look know. at her photos that she brings on the boat with her face in them. And then you look at the drawing. Yeah, it's her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like a very, very much like an audience perspective sort of device. Like here, right. let's look into history and let's look at it more than just like objects and stuff of value. Let's find like emotional value in it. And. And also, wow, love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Bill Paxton was supposed to be the audience's end to the movie, but I don't think it was necessary. No, I, I agree. I don't kind think it was necessary, though. but it doesn't 
it's one of those things where I don't think it's necessary, but I don't have a problem with it being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like I need yeah, to look exactly. up a fan edit of somebody taking it all out because I'm sure no, it exists no. somewhere. Like I'm totally fine with it being there. I enjoy it for the most part. It has when we get into quotes, it has my quote. Um, <laughs> like so, there, there's some, there's enough in it that I appreciate it, but I totally agree that if it wasn't there, I don't think it wouldn't have made the two billion dollars. It still right. would have done yeah. everything it did and accomplished what it did without it. And those are just the parts where, well, upon rewatch, where I'm just like, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. Right. Like, it, just, it didn't bring me into the movie at all. See, but I, see, as somebody that I like, I used to love, to, like, not just the movie, but just like the history I, of the ship. Yeah. Um, and that did and it for you. That that, that I thought was very interesting. You know, like just watching like the the replica of it actually sinking and them kind of explaining what was going on, and then them discussing, you know, like, yeah. oh, the ship's rudder and things like that. You know, like I was like, this is interesting to me, mm-hmm. and I think that's also why James Cameron put it in because that's stuff that was interesting to him. You know, he's yeah, wanting yeah. Right. he's wanting you to see, you know, like because if you just have the ship sink you know like just the actual uh period piece you don't get the actual history of yeah. going down to see it you don't get yeah. you know like the underwater exploration of it and um, i mean correct me if i'm wrong but uh before this movie i mean people knew because they'd seen photos of it that it was in two pieces but nobody really understood why not it, until it cracked in half not until they d- found it well yeah i knew that in the I 80s knew, yeah until they found it they didn't know it was, but right by the time this movie came out people right. understood yes, that it was yes, in two yes. pieces but nobody really understood at least the general public, why it cracked in half. Exactly. And in the beginning, they fully explained, like, this is why it... I remember... I didn't I, even fully understand why it sank. I mean, granted, I, mean, I, I was, d- like, I, 13 at the time. Yeah. So. They explain it pretty well, I mean, why it does sink. You know, like, it just went past yeah. too many of the yeah. compartments, and if it had not, you know, it would have been able to stay yeah, in Yeah, I think but, if it hit, like, four, it would yep. have been fine, but it hit six, and it was like, yeah. well, that does it. Yep. It was actually the fact that they tried to turn out of the way of the iceberg, right? Well, I yeah. Heard they, that, like, if they just hit it head on, it would have just kind of broken the front of the ship well, and like, stayed afloat. I mean, it's all like theoretical, but oh, if yeah. they hit it dead on, it would have, like, they said it would have hit two compartments, so it probably would have stayed afloat. Right. Yeah. And if they had not thrown it into reverse and tried to, like, kick yeah. the ship out, there's right. all sorts it, of theories. It, behind yeah, there's it. all like, theoretical. could have done. Yeah. If they had stayed, yeah, not got thrown it into reverse, if they had, you know, just steered. Out whole of the bunch way. of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. I think that that's but, one act scene the movie did really well. The moment when they're approaching the iceberg and really showing you why everything went wrong at once. Yeah. Because of Jack and Rose. Yeah, because the watchmen were, you know, creeping on Jack and Rose. Exactly why. Creeping on Jack and Rose, and they didn't have any star starboard, the front of the boat, lights. Right. Why and didn't you just have? They didn't have any binoculars. They couldn't no. find the binoculars. They but lost that, the that but like things like that <laughs> yeah. were historically you had the technology accurate. Technology right? to have, have a light. But like yeah. the, the people in the uh, the what is it the crow's nest? Crow's nest. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. actually lost the binoculars. So I mean, like, there's so many historically accurate moments in this movie, and it, you just kind of overlook it and forget it. Right. And, I don't know. It's just... Now let's talk about the least historically accurate thing in here, and let's talk about Jack and Rose, because um, <laughs> I feel like we're talking about the Titanic. I mean, to be fair, this could have happened. It probably it didn't. It did happen. It's real, guys. It's real. <laughs> Their love is real in my heart. It's I believe real in, in Jack my heart and Rose. Too. <laughs> uh, this was, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was like Leonardo DiCaprio beyond Romeo and Juliet, like his first like huge major market. Yeah, this movie, is like right? yeah. Big... Before this, he had yeah. was eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, he was so good in that. Yeah. We really should do good. one on that. Yeah. Oh my God, he's good. Yeah. In that. He was up for an Academy Award for that, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think so. That was, that was the beginning of his losing streak. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> But I mean, here you go for Revenant. (laughs) Sorry about Gilbert Grape. (laughs) Um, He did fine. 
He did. He was exactly what the movie needed him to be. He yeah. was charismatic. He was handsome. He was witty at times. He was serious at times. Like yeah. He was everything the movie needed to be. He had the perfect 90s haircut that made all the girls go, I love him. <laughs> and he was so hot. And my 12-year-old yeah. self was in love. Oh, yeah. I had There were so many of my friends in like uh, all the way through high school, like way after the movie came out, who still had photos of him in their locker from Titanic. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> and he was sensitive. He wasn't drawing for the boobs he was drawing for the hands yeah but for people like us he still drew the boobs right, which yeah. was great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PG-13 we can go Yay. oh man that was life changing right there it was <laughs> oh boys <laughs> yeah but he was also like kind of wild and like yeah. you know he just... was t- bringing her out of her box yeah, yeah. which but is what was suffocating he her. turned her the fuck out but it's one of those things where like as much as we can joke about it, I actually think he's an incredibly well-written character. Yeah. And especially in a love story like this, it could really be a two-dimensional, like, uh, hunky guy. Yeah. And they totally avoid all of that. I mean, that's more James Cameron again, because right. he won't use those sorts of characters. He's usually not. But he's such a wonderful archetype for freedom. Yeah. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't yeah. have a country. He's his he's own American. person. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, but he just he still just travels of, the yeah. world somehow yeah. on his he's own. Wandering. He doesn't have yeah. ties. He has yeah. a home, but exactly. yeah. yeah. He's not Which is down. totally what his character He's the archetype of freedom and mm-hmm. lust. Like, yeah. Those are the two things he represents. And it, had he not died, he would have totally wrote. Like, Rose and him would have had a horrible life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's just like this ending yeah. to the graduate. They would have been in love. Poor and in love. Yeah. I don't think it would have lasted. It would have ended. Like, this was two days in. Right, yeah. like next week they'd be so over it. She'd have killed him. It'd be like uh, Keanu and Sandra just Bullock from Speed. It just didn't work out. <laughs> Our so relationship just yeah. went under fifty-five miles yeah. per hour. <laughs> uh, but as well as he does, I think she does just as well. I love yeah. Rose. Like yeah. I love that character, Kate yep. Winslet. Like she was the caged bird that needed to be mm-hmm. let out to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> metaphors, dear lord. Yeah, you are all about the metaphor today. <laughs> between, between I mean, because to me, that's what this, this. movie is. That's like, great. what you say, no, like, that, some people don't believe in the relationship, but yeah, you're not, it's such a hyper reality of a love well, affair. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, like, think of it this way, too. I mean, when we saw it, they were all older than us, but now sure. we're looking at it now, these are... Sp- 17 year old kids you know yeah. six, oh, yeah. they're both 16 17 <laughs> they're you know, so like, yeah. angsty 30 year old brian goes fucking snap out of it go with the rich guy he's yeah. gonna give you a good life <laughs> well no he's he's an abusive dick yeah, like she should have left him for sure yeah. take his money yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean like you know you, they're very much in that young love and you kind of yeah. see that and it, the movie captures that mm-hmm. it, it totally captures the uh but i love a mom yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah You've known him for a day, and yeah. he has fleas. So, no, you don't. <laughs> he has fleas. She's not wrong. Very we have no money, and this dude you're marrying is rich, and come yeah. on. Come on. The mom, so, and there I, weren't that many rats yeah. in the in yeah. the poor floor. <laughs> if this was uh, you know, 2012 instead, she'd just be like, yeah, I have a good time on the boat, but you're still marrying Ben. But like that's the the thing that I like about this movie is that I mean it does something that James Cameron does really well where he just makes like the idea of having fun he does such a good job with he makes it like the the party they go to in like the third deck yeah looks like a fucking blast oh, like I would oh, love yeah. to go to that party. every time mm-hmm. I watch that I miss going to dances after this movie in middle school and high school and be like <laughs> let's spin <laughs> hold on and have beer poured all over you all the time there's yeah. so much beer spilling everywhere there but it looks like nobody's paying for the beer so right. it's okay and yeah. nobody. Cares. Yeah, I feel so cares. gross. 
Like you had to walk out of that party smelling horrible. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I don't even know if they had showers You're on. You a boat. You yeah. can't do your laundry. Dude, laundry was not sure They don't give a fuck, though. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. It was awesome. Just the dogs poop down here. It'll cover up the, our smell. <laughs> <gasps> the dogs. Yeah. Those dogs were amazing. They all died. Yeah, the dogs uh, are dead. Yeah, the dogs no, are dead. No, the dogs guys, definitely the died. The dogs survived. <laughs> the dogs survived. <laughs> they, They're all they good. They doggy paddled all the way to New York. Yeah, they froze yes. to death and they died. No. Or, as I was saying to Laura as we were watching the movie, the upper class ate them. Uh, <laughs> no, not true. The dogs are still they alive. They had a little barbecue on the lifeboat. <laughs> no. It kept them warm and They nourished. went like three hours for those boats. You got to eat something. Those dogs got to go. I mean, because that's what rich people do, as Rose illustrates. They just sit around and talk and eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else do we want to talk about this thing? Do we want to Wait, talk the mom. costume design? We have to go to the mom. We didn't oh. talk about the mom's character. I know you're super into her, Chewie. Well, it's <laughs> until the very end when she's getting all elitist about the boats, about the lifeboats. I can sympathize with her because, yes, it is 1912. You're a woman. Your options are so limited, yeah. especially as an, at an older woman. Her survival is specifically dependent on her death. Daughter, <laughs> so I can definitely feel have sympathy for her. But yes, she's definitely also a terrible, mean person. Yes, yeah, <laughs> non-compassionate pimp. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> that's what you yeah. did with yeah. your daughters that's back then. Accurate. I know it was like whore training. You know, like the mom was whore training her. Like remember when the other girls like lacing her up, and then the yeah. mom comes in, she's like, no, tighter, smaller <laughs> waist. It's like when people always be like, ah, oh, chivalry. Why does no one do chivalry anymore? I'm like, because chivalry, other than opening doors for women, was terrible. Right. <laughs> It looked terrible, terrible, terrible. Very glad I was not alive then. Yeah, oh, I'm so happy. Mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move into. You want to talk about production design of this thing? Oh, uh, the pr- which we've kind of been talking about. That's what about I mean. That's one go. of the things with, within the scope of the film: the production design, the costumes, the gun. Just everything had mm. so the much detail. Yes. Pretty. It was a beautiful gun. I don't like guns. I would take that gun. <laughs> And, well, what's his name in Ninja Turtles? I don't the remember doctor. his name in Ninja yeah. Turtles. You're like, the ooze. Yeah. <laughs> Which I always just wanted him to yell the ooze at some point during this movie, no oh, matter how many times yeah. I watch it. I don't think he ever yells the ooze in Secret of the Ooze, though. He doesn't. He talks about the ooze. <laughs> As a fan of Ninja Turtles, I can, I can attack. <laughs> well, in my brain, I he does. I think that also would have taken you out of this film. <laughs> <laughs> what ooze? Why are you talking about but mutagen? Either so. Just because, yeah, it's just that moment. With the hat, the moment we first meet Rose's character, we meet her hat. Well, first, actually, we meet her hand, then we meet her shoes, then we meet her dress, her hat, then we meet Rose. Just <laughs> very symbolic. First. Yeah. It's very symbolic. It's just, yeah, because it, it was symbolic of where her character was at that moment right. mm-hmm. in her life, actually. And that was her cage. Mm-hmm. And she's just going so through the motions. I, and... I bought the book for costume design after I saw this movie, which I didn't buy books like that back then when I was younger. It's just the detail the amount of work that every person like you feel like you can feel it in the film that like everyone was on their a game mm-hmm. like everyone just like almost knew we're actually making an important film right now which so many times i'll make a movie and i just won't give a shit and be like just get it done no. well it's one reason so why Chewie's was... available for work right anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're, when you have that moment of like i'm really creating something special and that's what everything felt in this film yeah this yeah. is one of the a great example of a film where they just really did everything the right way yeah well, a more recent one was mad max where they just yeah. like they they went all the way. You can't stop short. You have to get every detail right. Well, it, it, this is a much like Mad Max. It's, it's a testament to having a good director. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, James Cameron would not let 
Well, I mean, the costumes look good enough. I don't think good enough was ever mm-hmm. anything ever mentioned in this it movie. It needs right. to look perfect for every what body. Like, mm-hmm. everyone needs to look perfect in their outfit. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only thing that was good enough was the stars. And then he even changed that in the re-release of the stars. Yeah. Actually looked like they would have looked in 1912. Like, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> like, like, that's just badass. Yeah. Well, and he directed the hell out of those hats. Those hats <laughs> are all amazing. I'm just looking at those hats and be like, that is the reason why so many birds are extinct. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's but why... We got sweet hats. <laughs> That's why for me the like kind of the, the framing device about showing how James Cameron Cameron was very serious about the historical aspects. Why I didn't need it personally is because he put so much emphasis on making those details in the ship right. in the that yeah. story is so precise and so effective and so well done that I already bought it. I, I already know like James Cameron is into this. Yeah, like, <laughs> because he, he he pushed for it like you said yeah. pushed for it to like this, nothing was ever good enough. Yeah, good enough wasn't good enough. You had to be better. So for me, I are kind of through awesome. Like I just absorbed that. Like you know, this, this a, he's serious about this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Cameron has his passions, and that is why James Cameron got a song on South Park. <laughs> like uh, you're wonderful. Uh, all right. So is there anything else that we need to touch on? We've already been talking a little while in this movie. I know there's no way to talk about everything in this movie because we'd need a four-hour podcast. Um, what have we missed? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Or do we need to move into quotes? Um, that's great. Good time I, to move in a I just I just thought it was interesting that Jack uh, gets paid ten cents a piece for his portraits. That turns out to be about two fifty now. Oh, he's, he's not making a lot of money for no. those portraits. No, I did when we looked it up when uh, when Billy Zane. I'm forgetting his name again. Billy hand, Zane uh, hands him twenty bucks. That was four hundred and seventy six dollars. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then when he's offering him to leave, he's like, "Here, take this money and get the fuck out of here." It was like. What like eight hundred something like eight fifty or something? It was it's yeah, because he handed two twenties. Yeah. yeah, and then later when and he, he stuffs that dude's down. pocket with a wad of twenties, he just them. gave him like a year's salary. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, mm. also Jack takes rejection way better than Hitler. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just like when he goes no, to Old on. Paris and they're like, and he's like, well, they didn't think much of it there, and he's just like, I'm on a boat, and Hitler's like, well, you don't like my paintings. I'm going to go take over Poland. So oh, here's the thing. Jesus, that took a <laughs> long time to get Hitler. Do you think if Jack survived, would he have been uh, the earlier Hitler? No. Like the, I just wanted Hitler's to make that joke. <laughs> All right, moving into quotes. Uh, does anybody else have theirs completely ready and loaded? Because I actually have to pull mine up. I have mine. Yeah. I, I, gotta I got pull mine up. My favorite part, or my favorite quote, there it is. is when the Titanic's going down and Bill Paxton goes, game over, man. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Only. <laughs> it's the best. I'm not even going to make you pick a different one. No. <laughs> I do have a different Chewy, one. Chewie, you got one? Yeah. Okay. Mine is from Cal Hockley, which is uh, Mr. Pretty, and now his name just eluding me. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Thank Billy you. Zane. What? You forgot too? I know. Billy I'm sorry. Zane. Remember, I'm terrible with names. Uh, but when he go, when he scoffs and says something, Picasso, you won't amount to anything, <laughs> or won't amount to a thing. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this just illustrates his character so well. Like he thinks he knows everything, and he doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mine comes from the the framing story. It's the dude with the smiley face with the bullet hole thing. And he's talking to um, Bill Paxton about whether or not Rose is a liar. He's like, that would make her like 100, 102 next week. And he goes, okay, so she's a very old goddamn liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have another uh, art-related quote. 
This is when uh, the famous boob uh, sketch scene. Yeah. Uh, Rose mm. calls Jack out for blushing. Uh, and, and she says, I can't imagine Monet blushing. And he says, Monet does landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about how when the, the sketching starts that, the reason that suddenly DiCaprio's hand looks way older, it's James Cameron's hand. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's, He's a drawer. Yeah. So much yes. the greatest trivia. I love the that. Uh, so my one of my I mean I had like a ton of quotes I was just like writing things down throughout this entire movie, um, but the one I'll say is I really liked when her and Jack are up on the deck talking you know like and he's showing her her portraits and then she, he likes he offends her a little bit um, and she's like wait I don't have to leave you have to leave this is my end of the ship you leave <laughs> she's like so bitchy and like she just gets all huffed you know like. All up, so and fun. then and then she's like, and then she just like steals his like thing. She's like, "What is this? <laughs> what is this stupid thing you're carrying?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that whole sequence is so. Uh, fun. I love yeah. how their relationship starts out with just them insulting each other. Yeah, because yeah, he's insulting mean. her when she's about to commit suicide, essentially. Yeah. Really, and then sorry, go ahead. And then she's insulting him when he get, comes onto her a little too strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A relationship would not have lasted. No, no. Way. <laughs> but I really do love flustered Rose. Yeah. She is my yeah. favorite. <gasps> <gasps> How could you ask that question? So rude. Or or stunned Rose. Jack. Ah! <laughs> um. So I have I have a a real quote Ugh, that I really like. Fine. I'm just gonna cut it you out. You know what? Fuck one. you. I'm not giving you my real quote. Good. All right. I didn't want it. Fine. <laughs> I was gonna give it to you anyway. Again. Uh, no. Fine. Wow. No, what's your okay. quote? That's quote rape. Thank you. <laughs> quote rape. Quote rape. Quote rape. <laughs> It's all right. Nothing, nothing happens with that, as we all know. So we're good. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, um, okay. So I like when he's when Jack is in the water and he's like he says to her, he's like, I don't know about you, but I intend to go write a strongly worded letter to the White Star Line about all this. <laughs> that letter turns out great. <laughs> all right. Uh, I like the conversation they're having, and Rose is kind of pissed off at the dinner table, and she. And she kind of insinuates that they have small members by the name of the, the Titanic, and she talks about Freud. And after she storms off, Ismay, he's like, Freud? Freud? Who is he? Is he a passenger? <laughs> and like, I love that he doesn't get it. Yeah. And wow. it's that moment is played funny for me. I really that like that Your penis is small. But that's a great James Cameron sense of humor yeah. moment. Um, I'm really disappointed in all of you for not taking I'm King of the World, but you know. I've, or so draw obvious. me like one of your French yeah. girls. Yeah, or draw me like I, one of your I French girls. I love that. That's, that's like I the basic bitch pissed. one that yeah, I'm in love with. Oh, See, I was, so ready yeah. to, I was so ready to cringe when that line came because I knew it was, it was coming. Yeah, I was, yeah, and yeah. then when she said it, I was like, that's sweet. Yeah. And then I, was well, to, I totally bought into it. I was expecting to. <laughs> I'm King of the World still makes me roll my eyes, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it always makes me think of the sand people from Star Wars for some reason. <laughs> because we all kind of want to do that at times. Yeah. And then we're like, people? no, yes. I shouldn't do that. Well, and a lot of us do do it on the front of boats now. So. <laughs> they have to rope that it happens. off so people yeah. stop they, doing it. They've made it. rules because of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so today's reviews, review system, I actually don't have one prepared. I have the review system prepared, but I couldn't think of one loaded, so that might mean it's difficult, but we'll find Ooh, out. Uh, right. like Brian this. is not loaded. I know. <sighs> Movies where the main mode of transportation is destroyed. Ooh. Okay. Oh, huh? I've got mine. Mean, you can't use Titanic. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You could. Although, I love Titanic more than this movie. That's fine. Obviously. Air Force One. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Why? You can't just name Air Force One. Because it's awesome. 
Because <laughs> Air Force One is awesome, and Titanic okay. is awesome. I, I will go with Snowpiercer. Okay, why? Because it's, it's about class systems and survival and doing what you feel is like the right thing to do. There's no love affair in that movie, though, but it's just like truly just surviving and trying to reach your goal, which in Snowpiercer is to have more food and get off the train. And in this and in Titanic, it's all about learning who you truly are and how to live your life and be in love. And it's all about freedom when you get down to it, honestly, both of them. And Snowpiercer, I think, is a great movie with great character development and so many fantastic side characters, which is also in this film. Okay. I'm going to go with Speed. <laughs> as soon as you said love, like oh. the romance, I'm like, oh, the bu- Speed. The bus survived, didn't it? No, the bus hit a plane and exploded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was after I the guy. I do not remember yeah. Transportation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a, a number of modes of transportation yeah. get destroyed in that one. But yeah, the bus right. definitely explodes. Yeah, yeah. And there's a love story, and it took place in the 90s. <laughs> That's it for me. Yeah. Um, I'll go a little bit of a stretch, but source code. Okay. With uh, yeah. It, With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That one. Yep. Okay. Yep. The main mode of transportation is destroyed, and uh, many times. Many times, actually. We, they keep revisiting it. Like uh, I think I've never seen Source Code. What is it? It's a really good movie. We'll talk about it later. But <laughs> yeah. what's the main mode of transportation? A train. Yeah. A commuter train either. going to Chicago. Actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I've seen that. Yeah. And the where it's a stretch for me is like, they they do. It is kind of. It's not specifically a love story, but they do fall in love at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really uh, loved my idea. I'm gonna go with Terminator 2, uh, where the destruction of the main mode of transportation freezes a character. Okay, yeah, uh, it's stretching. And Brian it's is stretching in love a little bit, but, but it'll work. <laughs> and Brian is in love with that movie, huh? so it's a love story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Land Before Time series because their main mode of transportation is their feet, and they all fucking die. <laughs> That is also true on the Titanic. Yeah. Yep. Very similar. Do they die at the end of Lambert? Listen, if they don't die yeah. in the movies, they die after. We <laughs> just know it's death. coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't just keep making sequels where suddenly it becomes a musical. <laughs> no, they do, but they've got to end somewhere. They, did. they have like 10 sequels <laughs> for those. I mean, the Titanic is such an inevitable thing. I think it's thing. actually more than 10. I think it's be. like 15, yeah, it 20. They both deal in inevitabilities, right? Yeah. You know, the dinosaurs are going to die horribly, and everyone so on the Titanic t- did, yeah. Titanic was a dinosaur. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't think we need review systems anymore. I think Laura just won the game. <laughs> <laughs> they all die. Wow, that's grim. <laughs> it's real talk. <laughs> oh, I never, we didn't reference it. It's not that important. But does anyone else Sorry. think it's hilarious when they're at the top of the boat waiting for it to sink and then she lit, or, uh, Rose just kind of looks over and be like, oh, hey, there's Chef Boyardee. No, I think only you find that funny. Oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> that, that happened? Happen? I don't hilarious. even remember that. You made that's that joke amazing. like three times when we're watching it your... and nobody laughed. I still find it funny. <laughs> is that your is that meh real? moment? Is that your like meh moment? The chef. That's not real. No, the chef for the ship is next to them on the back of the boat before they all die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. And he's got the mustache and he's got the white outfit. Yeah. Well, yep. Whatever. And canned ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> he had a can of ravioli. As he's falling down, he's like, ah, oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, so with that, I'm going to bring the episode to a close. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so next week we have Listen. our first versus episode ever. And it's going to be. Dun, dun, dun. What's that? Uh, You'll have to dun. listen and find out next week. Okay. But it's going to be dun, Jurassic dun. World versus Jurassic Park. 
Oh, verses. Yes. Like that. Okay. Like that. It's not somebody like a song. Asked me, yeah. Somebody asked me when I was telling them about this, what is the difference between a battle and a verses, Brian? You'll find out next week. Oh. And yeah. we'll figure it out by next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out by next week. <laughs> That's short code, shorthand for we're figuring it out. Uh, there is a, I do have a very specific plan about how they will be different because there's going to be no clear cut winner. It's going to be more comparing and versus as opposed to which one of these on the table is the best. But there's going to be a clear cut winner. Well, I mean, with Jurassic Park versus Jurassic World, there's definitely a better film. And it's Every Jurassic time. World, of there's course. Clear cut winner. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but as far as the next two weeks go, we have Jurassic Park versus Jurassic World, followed by the 30th birthday anniversary for Pretty in Pink. Oh, that's mm. why. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> uh, and then the other one I'm going to mention now, so if people want to watch all of it so they can play along, we're going to be doing the entire season nine of Doctor Who coming up in three weeks. So start watching now if you want to know everything before we spoil it all for you. Uh, and with that, thank you very much to Laura for coming on for the first time. Thanks. Thank you very much for Brad for coming back. And thank you to everyone else for always being here. Yep, yeah, whatever. Sure. Hi. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. James Cameron, explorer of the sea. With a dying thirst to be the first. Could it be? Yeah, it's him, James Cameron.